found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Everybody and welcome to the Ken Miller Show here on a Friday. Trent Condon is with me as uh, we talk the world of sports with you right up until 2 o'clock here today on a getaway into your Memorial Day weekend edition of the program. We're glad that you found this up on the dial. We trust you're not tuning in for any NBA wisdom or knowledge because you've come to the wrong place. Ooh. Uh, Ken Miller. Well, at least this chair, Trent. <laughs> I've given out some winners. Have you? you you're holding up your end of the bargain? Whoa, Ken. I mean, there's a reason we don't watch a whole lot of regular season basketball, and your predictions just have shown as much. Yeah, but I love tonight's game. I've got a major, major opinion on tonight's game, Trent Condon. Major opinion on tonight's game. Fade Miller. Fade (laughs) Miller. With utmost confidence. But we may be, Trent, on the precipice here, as we spend a couple of minutes on the NBA, of new blood out of both conferences, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Although the Chris Paul news, um, and watching him at the end of the game last night, I mean, when... When Golden State's running down the floor, I was going to say essentially, no, it was five on four because mm-hmm. Paul couldn't get back at all defensively. Um, you, you just wonder what that's going to do to this series, right? Because, you know, full marks to these Rockets. Full marks for them. For a team all season long, though they were better defensively than they've been in the past, they're not a defensive team. No. no. And they're locking down. Mm-hmm. A historically great offense mm-hmm. with historically great players. Mm-hmm. And then Draymond Green. <laughs> who had at the end oof. a performance for the ages. And if he wasn't making $10 million a year, people would be saying, oh, is he getting a phone call from somebody in Vegas? Oh, my God. That was bad at the end of that game, Trent Condon. And it wasn't just that. It was throughout the No, I know the game. it was more than that. I agree. But that's one that sticks with you because of the circumstances, especially when you got those three behemoths on yeah. the floor and you're... Going to go away from those three. and Stumbling around out there. Literally. And, and the reason that they were in that situation and had to start back at the other end yes. was because he gets the ball and he passes it. Right. He's dribbling a pass. No. That's, I mean. Hold on to the ball. Get a timeout. It's the simplest I know. NBA basketball play. Get the rebound. Mm-hmm. Hold it. Mm-hmm. Call timeout. That's Advance it. it. Advance the ball. Yep. He's out there dinking around. 6.7, I want to say, on the clock. Sounds right. 6.7. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the game last night. But, man, what a fun, fun game. It was a fun NBA game. A little ragged Maybe not at for times. Justin Timberlake, who was shoehorned <laughs> between a couple of fans in the front row, one of them being J.J. Watt. He, he takes up a lot of room. He does take up a lot of room, and you give him a lot of room. Absolutely. <laughs> right. That uh, that got the wife into it a little bit. She likes oh, Timberlake? She, well, both. She likes J.J. Oh, Watt, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, Why wouldn't you? She's uh, she was all about oh oh he's at the game uh-huh. the whole uh, the cutaways to Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon didn't yeah, do a whole lot for the lady at home. no <laughs> JJ Watt Ooh, On the, uh, well it's her philanthropic uh, that's probably yes. what uh, gets her attention is yes just how generous he is and he is uh, with with mm-hmm. his time but um, uh, remarkable so new blood you're calling it no nah, I can't yet Trent I think we are in the East. I mean, Boston wins. Well, I hate to spoil it, but I'm going. to. Boston wins tonight. Here it comes, folks. Now they're 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 going to uh, they're going to march into Cleveland, uh, where they haven't played well. And Cleveland, who's gets into Cleveland, 
uh, gets somewhere in deep in the bowels of the Quicken Loans Arena where they hide the fountain of youth. And they don't only drink from it, they shower in it. Uh, and we see a different basketball team when they're in Cleveland. But I just think, because if you think back, honestly, allow yourself to think back, Trent Condon, mm-hmm. to my way of thinking for just a second, if you would. Okay, I'll go down this road with you. Game four. Boston wasn't awful. They were better in four than they were in three. In fact, there were times in game four, I thought they were going to pull it out. Okay. Well, game three was a disaster. Awful. Got off to a hideous start. Yeah, terrible. It was never a game. Game four was at least compelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Up until that point, the most compelling game that we'd seen in a long while in the playoffs. It had been been a rough go of it going back to the conference semifinals. So, okay. I mean... I can buy this. I'm not going to die on this ledge that Boston has no shot tonight. Mm-hmm. But LeBron, and, and here's the other part. LeBron checks out, right? Mm-hmm. We, I think anybody that can agree, even the most ardent LeBron fan, that there are times that he checks out. Mm-hmm. We're not going to win this game. Yep. I'm good. Yep. I'm good. It, it happened, in fact, the previous game, mm-hmm. but it's happened in series. But with the 3-2 series advantage for Houston. Seems on the brink. Golden State... Hanging by a thread, uh-huh. Iguodala, what is he going to be when he comes back? Mm-hmm. Fair point. If Houston does win one of those two games, what is Chris Paul going to be? Does this give even a renewed sense to LeBron? That it's can, all those right can, there? I can win another NBA mm. final. Where two days ago? I'm not thinking that, yeah. I mean, of course he thinks he can, but realistically is another thing. He's such a smart... He. He's telling himself he can, but there's always that in the back of your mind. Uh-huh. I go to the finals and I get swept. What what is that really going to do for my legacy? What how oh great another finals loss? But now you look at it and say a banged up Houston team, a banged up Golden State team. I know I can take the team to at least two wins on my own. And if I get Kevin Love to show up for a game and mm-hmm. I and I get help from J.R. Smith and the and other... Corver's been Corver. He's been fine. Then that's four victories, uh-huh. and here we go, and I have another NBA title. I'm dragging this team to an... Make it easier to leave town to do so with the championship yes. behind uh, him instead of running away to where they, uh, you know, the, the, the thought is where he can win. Mm-hmm. So a renewed LeBron tonight. I see. I like your way of thinking. Just a theory. Yep, I, I could see what you're thinking. There's crazier ones out there. You can go oh, to Fox Sports ones 1. ones come from this chair that I'm sitting in right here. Um, you know where else we want to go? We're going to talk to Bama Bob on college football coming up here in about, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. We'll get to Bama Bob. Your buddy Chris Andrews at the South Point mm-hmm. um, put out his college football games of the year. And it, it's great that he did. But you know what I'm seeing, Trent? And I don't know where this started um, I, I know that I always used to ask the boys at the office to come up with that Cyhawk number because, you know, most year, regardless of what property it was, the Cyhawk game was seldom included in the games of the year, yep. right? I mean, I don't have a relationship with Chris Andrews. I know you do. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you didn't get to him and say, well, put the Cyhawk number up. Or did you? I've I've asked him in the past to don't forget about us back in in the Hawkeye State. And well, Chris didn't. has told me he has a lot of people that stop by that hears him on our program. So maybe he threw us a bone. Maybe. Here. Well, okay. Well, I, I was thinking the other way. I was uh, uh, giving a little bit more respect to what I to always the game. think is a tremendous rivalry to begin with. Well, and this year individually, you can see it being a game of the year because both these teams are fringe top twenty-five teams. Mm-hmm. Have, have we ever? No, well, no, I don't rem- no, no. I can't remember a season with both teams having expectations. I mean, just just look at the Kirk Ferentz era. 
How many times were they preseason top 25? Well, you would know better than I. Four or five? At, I mean, that's yeah. at best. Mm-hmm. I mean, most years are locally maybe we think they're going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Something special could happen, those kind of things. But 2005, I know they were. 2010, I know they were. Those are two years that turned out to be disappointing from the standards that were set. Oh, two, they weren't. 13? 13, no, because they were coming off the four and eight year. Uh, 14, I mean. 14, maybe. But I don't. I don't remember. Maybe some, but that's what we're getting at here. And then for Iowa State, has Iowa State ever been preseason top 25 in the uh, AP poll? I, I, maybe in the 70s. Yeah. When sure. they were, you know, Johnny sure. Majors having running, but. Predated me getting here for sure. Right. I, we're talking about a historic season mm-hmm. for Iowa, Iowa State with expectations for both teams coming into the year. Mm. I'm sure that part probably played a part of it, too. I, I, it would have, I would think. Yeah. yeah, you make a good point. Well, the number seven, I was favored by seven. When you saw the number, um, did you th- do, you, do you like the number, first of all? Because Kinnick Stadium is about, it, it varies, probably a five-and-a-half point, six-point stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks that it's uh, the home team gets three, three. Yeah. and it is for the most part in the NFL. There yeah. are a couple of couple of stadiums. Seattle's um, Seattle's three and a half, four, uh, three and a half probably. Yeah, but it varies significantly in college football, and, and Kinnick's somewhere around a six point stadium. So this tells you that it's essentially a pick 'em on a neutral field, which I think makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do think is I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I don't want to go on record, and it's certainly as we don't even get to the end of May here. Um, but when you first saw seven, your thoughts? It seemed a little hefty, just a, a tad higher. I was more four and a half, mm-hmm. four, four and a half probably in that range. So that's what I anticipated it was going to be. But you're talking about futures numbers. You're talking about a number that's going to be out all summer long. And with that, where's the national public perception? Well, Iowa. Iowa. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that also probably played a part of it here. You lay a number like that. I well, think it does most years. You're going to get a lot more Iowa money than you're going to get Iowa State from. People just, well, oh, I like college football. I want to throw in a couple mm-hmm. of games here. Oh, look at that one. It's in Iowa City, and I only have to lay four and a half. Well, that, that seems easy. Probably just going to get a lot more bets on Iowa because of that. So I'm sure that played in. But that number seemed a little higher. The Nebraska, uh, Northwestern game seemed a little bit Seven, higher. a touch. Yeah, that game's every year seemingly close, right? Or certainly a lot of them. Nebraska's eight. Okay, I I was fine with that one. But then when the Badgers come to town. Five. That was the one where I said, whoa. Remember what they were favored in the games of the year last year when they were released? I do not. 17 and a half against Iowa. Was it really? 17 and a half was the summer number. For Iowa at Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Now, of course, we're we're flip flopping here, mm-hmm. Camp Randall versus Kinnick, but I, I'm just left. And Chris Anders will be joining us today during a drive time. Jimmy B and TC oh, at four twenty today. Good, locked it in. So Chris will be with us. I'm just wondering, are his power numbers a lot higher on Iowa than maybe we see it? Because all of these numbers seem higher than probably you and I would have put I these think, spreads. I uh, think, Trent, that historically, as I think back on this, when I, just going by my relationship with the guys at CG, yes, Iowa, I, I think that their numbers are a little bit out of whack um, to the high side, mm-hmm. quite honestly. So do does Chris see Iowa as a preseason top 20-ish team? We'll get where, what his power numbers are. That's kind of... Taking all four of these games, and that's there were four games released with Iowa connections, mm-hmm. and only one with Iowa State, and only and the the Cyhawk mm-hmm. game was the only one we got there. Is it that 
they just have more respect for the Hawkeyes coming into this year. And you can see it because when you're deriving at these power numbers, returning quarterback, that's always a big part. That's one of the first things that, that you look at here. They have that, a very successful one. Mm-hmm. When you just look mm-hmm. at the numbers, mm-hmm. you get that. You understand that. And, and I do want to get that and also Iowa State. I want to see the Oklahoma number. That was the one that I was yeah. next Hoping on, on the list. Hoping it would be on the list. Yeah, yeah and he'll put on another list uh, Another uh, list of these games, I'm sure. You know, you, you mentioned quarterbacks. And we only have a minute here before because we have to get the break. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kyle Kemp is in an interesting spot. Um, he's never gone into the, the, these months on the calendar knowing he's the guy. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and meaning that he hasn't got a ton of reps with, with the ones for his entire career. Mm-hmm. This is going to help Kyle Kemp. I, I really believe that. Just okay. the and, and I'm not the biggest Kemp fan. Um, look, I love what the body of work that he put together last year. Sure, but he's got this opportunity now to know that he's the guy at least going into the season. That in the off season he's getting he's getting all the reps with the ones. So I, I just wonder if this is going to even more you know, upside. Take, yeah, yeah. Can you see that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, just the reps alone has to be and. And the confidence that you have to build upon mm-hmm. beating Oklahoma on the road and, and beating TCU and doing what he did and winning a bowl game and all these things. No, I don't have to worry about I'm the number two guy. Right. Or number one and number two are getting reps, and here I am working with the scout team guys, and this guy can't walk and chew gum and catch the football. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... By the way, speaking of um, Iowa State football-wise, Athlon came out with their preseason uh, conference team. There are 10 Iowa State guys, four of them on the first team. Un. Heard of. It is. Here's the thing, and I don't mean to knock the kid, but but I bring it up all the time, right? Um, a guy, Chase Allen. Yeah. Second team all Big 12 tight end last year with, what, 30 yards and five catches or something like that. Does he quadruple those numbers this year? We didn't even make the top four, the four teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the... <laughs> again, when he got told that he was second team, he had to think he somebody was pulling a prank. Four catches? Five catches. Five to hitches, I five. think. Don't shortchange him. Five. But, I mean, and again. What I'm was sure... your favorite Chase Allen catch of the year? Well, you don't have many to choose from, Trip. Boy, that's a hard try. <laughs> decisions, decisions. We will take a timeout. We're going to talk to Bama Bob on college football when we come back. I'm uh, going to do something special at, uh, with the guys from Gusto Pizza at 1245. As they've got a nice fundraiser coming out. Take a slice out of Hunger Golf Classic coming up a week from Monday. We'll tell you about that at about 1245. Uh, in the 1 o'clock hour, we're packed. John Walters on Iowa State. Tom Cakert on Iowa. Jason Symbol inside the numbers. Trent and I till 2, 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk from life-changing research and stop at nothing 
until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. When you're on the water, you want a boat that offers stability, handling, and performance. And that's just what you'll get in a Manitou pontoon boat from Malone Motorsports in Monroe. Manitou's patented V-Tune technology will have you carving the water, giving thrill rides to the skiers and tubers in your crew. It's this type of performance that has helped Manitou pontoon boats dominate the competition at the McCainer Barrel Races four straight years. If a Manitou pontoon boat can do that in competition, just think of all the fun you can have on the water with your family and friends. Head to Malone Motorsports now and let their pros help find the perfect Manitou pontoon boat for you. They can explain all about Manitou's V-Tune technology, their quality guarantee, and why they're the only pontoon manufacturer to earn the honor of being a USA water ski-endorsed water sports boat. Malone Motorsports in Monroe at the junction of Highways 14 and 163. They're worth the drive and open seven days a week to keep you on the water. Online, MaloneMotorsports.net. IT orchestration stories from CDW. A national retailer wanted to plan for the future, but aging data center technology was keeping them in the past. So CDW orchestrated a data center refresh with hyper-converged infrastructure powered by VMware vSAN. With a new software-defined data center, they can finally get ahead of customer demands while freeing up valuable space and turning cost savings into business innovation. Efficiency by VMware. IT orchestration by CDW. Learn more at cdw.com slash VMware. CDW. People who get it. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the Gack and Mick. It's helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Carrie Ann's Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. 
Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon's with me. Jimmy B and TC are with you from 4 until 6 this afternoon. Afternoon drive uh, with Jimmy B and TC. Well, let's get to Bama Bob. I believe this is the final Friday of the month of May. Is it not? You are right. This time next week is June. Mm -hmm. We'll be ripping another month off of our calendar the magazines, some of them are out. We've got point spreads. Bama, 99, no, 97 days away from those Thursday night college football games. Getting closer. Yeah, it is. And it is. It's funny how fast it flies by. And then, uh, you know, now it seems like now that we hit Memorial Day, I guess we get serious. And, of course, now that there are no more Canadian teams in the NFL in the NHL playoffs. Now, why would you bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you left know, the mark. I, and I'll be honest with you, I would have lost my shirt because I would have taken Tampa and, and Winnipeg in that final the way they look in their yep. conference finals or semifinals. But we get Washington and Vegas, and it's probably good for the league that Vegas is in because they're the, the interesting story and, you know, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, surprised by that. But glad to see you have emerged unscathed <laughs> yeah. from your uh, Winnipeg Jets yeah. uh, run to the conference final. Yeah, fun ride, though, Bama. Fun ride for a team yep. that stunk yep. all of my lifetime till this year. But that window is wide open now. Hey, where I want to yep. start with you, kind of a melancholy note, uh, Mike, and I always butcher his last name, Slive. Did I get it right? Yep. Mike Slive, yep. uh, SEC Slive. commissioner who does... Look, uh, there were two, I think, really behemoths when it comes to leading conferences. Obviously, Delaney with the Big Ten and, and Slive with the with the SEC. Um, and, and the outpouring Bama, you can always tell what a what a guy has meant to people. Unfortunately, um, in you know, upon his or her passing, right. um, boy, just the accolades that have come his way from some of the biggest names in in sports. Quite frankly. Uh, tells me uh, a lot uh, about the former commissioner of the SEC. Yeah, it does. And listen, Roy Kramer is credited. The, he was he was his predecessor, and he's the one that kind of started. Uh, he, he it was under his watch that the first SEC championship game was staged, and you know that kind of set that was the first one of any of the conferences to do that, and that sort of set the stages as we know it now for championship Saturday, which rolls into the playoff and, and all that sort of thing. But, but what Sly did in the SEC, uh, obviously, you know, the on the field with the seven consecutive national championships, not that he coached any of the teams or anything like that, but he, 
he increased the profile of the league. I know the Big Ten was first with their network, and you give Delaney a lot of credit for that. But the SEC has the most lucrative one um, by far. I, I, I read a stat, and I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like the, the, the payout per team when he took over was something in the 9 to $10 million range, and this past year it was like 84 to $85 million per team that they hand out uh, in revenue sharing at right? the conference. And now there's 14 teams as opposed to 12. We oversaw the expansion with A&M and Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just like as you said, I mean, just, just one of the – and listen, he <laughs> through no fault of his, uh, you know, he created uh, a lot of backlash against his own conference because they were so successful. Um, but, yeah, it is it – is, it's sad. I mean, he's only 77, and, you know, like we've always talked, Ken, you know, <laughs> you don't know where you're at mm-hmm. on the back nine, and mm-hmm. it, it's a shame he battled – cancer for years uh successfully uh but unfortunately uh succumbed to it now but you're right the outpouring from just all around not only college football you know, guys like urban meyer who was at florida when he was there you know, had a lot of nice things to say about him and of course you know urban is, is no fan of the sec we know that now being in his position but nice of him to come out and you know say you know nice thoughts about about slide but he will he will be missed um he set the stage for just the unprecedented growth of this conference, and and it's a shame, but um, you know his legacy is, is secured. And there's even talk, can I believe, of uh, you know inducting him into the College Football Hall of Fame. There's never been an administrator; uh, it's always players, coaches, that sort of thing. But it's almost like the contributor wing, if you will, to some of these other Hall of Fames. And and I think if, if there's a place for if there's if somebody deserves it, I think it's a guy like Mike Slide. So uh, you mentioned the SEC championship first ever. It was Florida-Alabama Spurrier going up against the Crimson Tide. I was in that stadium, and I got a story to tell you at another time, but uh, <laughs> it was freezing cold that day. In beautiful Birmingham, yeah, where they, where they played uh, the title game before making the move to Atlanta. But speaking of Alabama, some comments from Tua Tunga Moa. Who, nice job. Tunga V. Loa got it that time. I had to slow down. Tunga Viloa, he said that uh, he was looking to what head to USC if he didn't play in the second half of the title game. Wow, yeah, that's um, you know it's interesting how that came about. That there was a local reporter here with a CBS station who's from Hawaii who was granted access by Tua and his family uh, over at, at their house in Hawaii at their home. Spent spent a few days with them, and, and she's the one that kind of filed that and kind of you know got that nugget out of him and. You know, that is interesting. It's, it's interesting and it's scary all at the same time for Alabama fans because, you know, obviously USC would seem to be, you know, kind of a successor to Sam Darnold would seem to be uh, a natural fit. Alabama always seemed an odd fit. I think Lane Kiffin was the guy that recruited him. He stayed with it with the commitment after Kiffin left um, a couple of years ago, I guess a year and a half ago, whenever it is. Um, and, and, but, yeah, he there, there was a lot of talk. You know, there were a lot of rumors and everything, but he to actually hear him come out and say it, that, yeah, I was you know, I was already looking around. Had I not played, I decided that, you know, I was going to leave. And, of course, he, he didn't, thankfully, and had that great pass. But I find those comments interesting. You know, it, it's good. I like it when guys are, are honest and refreshing, and I, I don't – you know, the cynical side of me, you know, always thinks, you know, is he trying to play a little bit of mind game here with, because he hasn't won the quarterback job yet. 
You know, uh, he, he did not come out of spring practice. He had an injury. He has not been named the starter. Um, you know, he will have to win that job in fall camp, which most people expect him to do over Jalen Hurts. But, you know, Hurts, Hurts is, is, is not Danny Etling back there. I mean, he, yeah. he's, he's been successful and he's won a lot of games. And um, I don't know if, he's, if there's any intent there to say, hey, you know, if, if you don't play me this year, I'm not going to wait another one. So I, I don't. I don't know that for sure. I just thought the comments were very interesting. But thankfully uh, for all Alabama fans, he did play, not only for the result of the game, because I don't think they win that game without him uh, it, it, by any means. And, you know, uh, he's, he looks like the, the, the heir apparent uh, to inherit this program, and, and if he does, it's going to be really exciting for a lot of fans down here. Mm. Bama, I want to uh, move to another national program and, and get your take on, on Notre Dame. I saw uh, Rittenberg did a piece on Wimbush, the quarterback, and how he needs to bounce back. They won 10 football games last year. You know, Bama, when I looked at Notre Dame's schedule this year, a, a team that, you know, historically – there's there's always um, really tough games on there, and, and granted, they're they're going to line up and play Michigan in, in right. week number one. Stanford's got to come there. They go to Vatech, Florida State. They host Florida State, USC right. to end it. Um, you know, if, if you were to put them side by side, does Notre Dame maybe have a tad of an easier schedule than they've had in the past few years? Meaning that. You know, maybe this is a year Brian Kelly, assuming he can straighten the quarterback out, may, I mean, may be a playoff contender? You know, Ken, it's always tough with them because they, they, they do play such a brutal schedule. I don't think they play Miami this year. No, they I don't. Think, which helps. Uh, you know, USC, they do play every year. But Sam Darnold's gone, and they get him at home. So you kind of got – I think, you know, listen – you hate to say pivotal games, but that Michigan game out of the shoot. Yeah, I mean that that is that. You win that game, you're off and running. I mean, you're gonna have to contend with Bryce Love at Stanford. Um, you know, Florida State new coach Willie Taggart. Um, we don't know really what they're going to be because of the quarterback situation. You know, Francois going down in in the first game of the year last year, and the, the team falling off a cliff. Uh, you know, they they lost a lot of talent. Uh, you know, I can't. The, the safety of my God, the, the guy's you know name is escaping me now, but he was the top pick, and one of the top guys taken in the NFL draft. And but you know Jimbo Fisher's gone, so it, it's it's a lot of unknowns about Florida State. So you kind of like their chances there, especially getting them in, at, in South Bend. But um, I don't know playoff contender Kim because I just I think they could get away with losing two games and still be considered, depending how everything else falls. Mm-hmm. But man, ten and two—that's that, a lot to ask for that team. And you know, again, given the schedule they play, and even the ones that you know aren't the quote-unquote marquee games that we mentioned—I mean, there's really no lame ducks on that schedule when you go to look at it. Um, you know, a lot of conference games, you know, with the ACC or whatever their association is with that league. I and mean, I know they don't count, but they play a lot of them. But um, you could be, but man, you're going to have to. Everything's going to have to break the exact right way, and that's why I think that that, that Notre Dame-Michigan game, it's not obviously not a conference game for either one. I think the winner is going to potentially get a lot of credit, but, man, the loser of that game is going to be fighting an uphill battle. For t- I think it's bigger for Michigan because Michigan's going to have you know Penn State and Ohio State, and we talked about their schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, Nebraska-Wisconsin, my God, it goes on and on. So that game, I think that game could be important for Michigan 
to get to a bowl game for God's sake. But um, you know, Notre Dame, they they just the, the schedule I think is always just too tough, and I don't think they are quite there. I know they they got to the championship game a few years ago with Manti Teo and that group, but. Uh, I think they're fighting an uphill battle every year to, to try to get to the playoffs. Derwin James from the went seventeen to yeah, the Chargers. That's, that's, I think he's a steal of the first round. Anyways, go ahead, Trent. You know what? Uh, yeah. you're, you're talking about Michigan there, and one of the first point spreads uh, at the South Point that I looked at went to the end of the season was Ohio State Michigan. I thought it was hefty at nine. I thought that was a lot right. of points. But are you not much of a believer? I mean, you talked about just getting bowl eligible for Michigan here. I think they're going to be really good this season. So what is it about the Wolverines that, that concerns you? Well, it's just the quarterback play. I know they have Shea Patterson, the transfer from Ole Miss, who's going to be there. He's going to be their starter. So if they can get anything – listen, they were atrocious last year on offense. I mean, just terrible. But if they can get some quality quarterback play, you got to think the defense is going to continue to be good. It's just the schedule, Trent. I mean, you just you go through Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa. I mean, it's just you know Notre Dame, Michigan State. I mean, it's just it's just wave after wave, and after a while, teams like that who play those schedules. And I know they're Michigan, and I know they recruit well, and I know they have great depth. But generally, attrition catches up. You get some key injuries, and and gosh forbid you get them early. Um, I just think that schedule they can be a lot better than they were last year on the field, and I don't know that they're going to, you know, 8-4, and 9-3 and three would be, to me, with that schedule, is going to be a tremendous record. But, you know, you mentioned those point spreads, and it is interesting because, you know, they opened up as a six-point dog to Notre Dame. Now they're a one-point favorite. Uh, I don't know what that says, if that's pro-Michigan, anti-Notre Dame. I'm not real sure how that falls. But there are some interesting ones when you look at the Big Ten, and, you know, Penn State's favored by three-and-a-half at Michigan. Uh, you know, Michigan a nine-point dog at Ohio State. Yep. I mean, it's just um, – I don't know. But yet Penn, I'm sorry, Michigan's favored by three-and-a-half against Penn State. So, I mean, it's just um, – I don't know. It, the, the odds always are, are interesting to me at the beginning of the year. But in terms of Michigan, they're going to have to get – if they get good quarterback play, then I think they've got a shot, as Kenny always says. But, you know, how's, he, how's Patterson going to fit year one in that system? Um, you know, with Harbaugh as his coach coming from a place like Ole Miss, um, but yeah, that the, to me it's just the schedule. I mean, it is—it's just—it's murderous. It's as bad a schedule and tough a schedule as you could possibly have, conference-wise. And then you're going to throw Notre Dame on top of it. Mm. Yeah, I was looking at uh, the Black Friday. Of course, we got uh, Iowa, Nebraska. I didn't realize Oklahoma, West Virginia was scheduled on Friday in West yeah. Virginia. Big Twelve. I mean, those might be the look. Um, Oklahoma's a 10-point favorite to begin, at least yeah. as we sit here today. West Virginia's yeah. got the best quarterback in the conference, boys. Uh, we we shall see. What do you got planned for the weekend, Bama? Oh, you know, just uh, trying to hang out a little bit. I've been busy. Um, just try to relax. I'm a big uh, big European soccer fan, so uh, Liverpool, Real Madrid for me tomorrow. Um, you know, Liverpool's kind of the team we've adopted uh, for whatever reason, don't know why. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, just try to hang out with the fam a little bit and, uh, you know, enjoy some uh, decent weather. Although it looks like we're going to get a little tropical storm up our way. We always appreciate those on holiday weekends. But, you know, just what are you going to do when you live on the, you know, near the coast? So, um, But, yeah, just uh, a little bit of downtime, you know, between sports now. You know, I know we got the NHL 
uh, you know, the, the Stanley Cup finals, the NBA, you know, with going on. But, uh, you know, just count down the days, Ken, 97 and counting. That's uh, music to my ears. Thank you, Bama. We will talk to you in the month of June. All right. Take care, guys. Good to talk Enjoy. to you, Bama Bob. As we talk college football with Bama, Chad Leistico uh, just tweeted out, and I will read it. Uh, I think it's more likely than not that Tyler Cook keeps his name in the NBA draft. Okay. That's, I mean, that was the prevailing notion you initially. You thought that too. From the get-go. Mm-hmm. And I've pretty much maintained the whole time that I think the opportunity is there. Might the state lose two really good players with Lindell Wigington? I think... I think if I had to put odds on it right now, I think he's leaning towards the NBA. Trending that direction? I think he is. And May 30th is the day, right? Not the 31st, the 30th. So we'll know Wednesday? Wednesday is. I don't know if there's a time stamp on that or if it has to be by midnight, but Mm -hmm. we should withdraw your name or stay in. Tyler Cook on. How does that change Iowa? Because they still have so many questions after last year's disappointment. But they had, but they have so their roster. They got some guys. Look, they Tyler do. Cook is athletic as you know what. I think could be looked could be construed as a good thing. You could develop, I think, a cognizant mm-hmm. argument. Okay, that you can't in you can't in names. You for can't there to. though. No, I don't think. You can. Yes, that goes from not surefire NCAA tournament team, but I think most everybody would figure they'd be mm-hmm. trending in that direction mm-hmm. to. Questions. Those freshmen better be ready to go. Right. Lindell Wiginton did not look physically like a freshman that year. This kid yeah. is cut. Yes. Taylor Horton Tucker. Do you, is there a point guard then that you go out and start sniffing around a, a grad mm-hmm. transfer? Because you're going to need help back there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he shared duties last season, and Weiler Babb did it. But got hurt at the end. Got hurt. Missed what from about the middle of February, if memory serves, and dealt with that injury for a long time. That's true. It's not like really he just like the injury we uh, was suffered in the middle of February. It lingered, and finally he just couldn't go on. On seventeen hundred KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG, one week from Monday uh, at uh, Waveland Golf Course. Uh, Take a Slice Out of Hunger Golf Classic is taking place. The uh, proceeds from this go to help uh, Central Iowa homeless people survive, find housing, and rebuild their lives. Josh, uh, one of the movers behind this, of course, Josh from Gusto Pizza, the wildly successful Gusto Pizza. He joins us uh, to shed a little bit more light on this. Josh Trent Condon, I'm Ken Miller. How are you? Great, guys. How are you? Doing fine. Appreciate you coming on. So Mark Kalkovecchio, who is a major winner, he won the British Open. Uh, not sure of the year, but uh, going Nin- back, what was it? 1989. 1989. There you go. It's been a while, but nonetheless, uh, Mark Kalkovecchio, big name in the game. Uh, of course, the guys will be in town for the Principal Charity Classic. And on Monday at Waveland, you have an event where you guys uh, hope to raise money to help the Central Iowa homeless. What a wonderful cause what can you tell us about it, Josh? How did you guys get involved and, you know, share some of the goals? Well, yeah, this is the sixth year that we've done our Take a Slice Out of Hunger Charity Golf Classic. Uh, all the proceeds benefit JAPA, a local, local organization here that, as you said, goes to uh, helping alleviate hunger and homelessness in central Iowa. And it kind of came about... Um, in the sense of, you know, we're all local guys. This is the community that raised us. Um, 
we've always kind of thought, well, how can we give back to that community? And uh, we figured let's let's do it by doing what we do best. We feed people. And uh, <laughs> this has been awesome. We've had Mark Kalkovecki kind of as the tournament ambassador the last, well, this will be his third year. This year we are doing something really cool, though. Uh, we've got an online auction that is live right now for bidding. And uh, bidding starts at $1,200, but you can have the opportunity to have Mark um, play as the fifth man in your foursome. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that would include your, your foursome, plus Mark, you know, major champion, principal charity classic champion. It also includes four tickets to our Low Country Shrimp Boil at Rollins Mansion uh, the night before, Sunday, June 3rd. Where is the Rollins Mansion? I've never heard of yeah. that. Yeah, Rollins Mansion. It's on Fleur Drive. It is an unbelievable um, historic home, actually designed by the same architects that did the Salisbury House okay, here in Des Moines. That I know. Yep. And so you can imagine its its grandeur. We're going to have this shrimp oil out on the the back patio there, overlooking the gardens and the fountains, and it's just an incredible place. Well, you mentioned uh, the golf tournament out at Waveland, and for. Now, I'm in radio. I can't exactly probably win that bid to get Calcavecchia. But if there's a group of guys looking for something to do a week from Monday, want to get out on the golf course, where can people get signed up? What what can you tell them about the event and getting to golf at Waveland? One of my favorite courses each and every year to play. You bet. You bet. Everything's all in one place. It's uh, The website is takeaslaceoutofhunger.com. And that's live now, so you can either register for the event just as an attendee. You can register for tickets for the shrimp boil the night before, or uh, there's a link to the bidding for that uh, the chance to play with Mark Kalkovecchia. Mm. Anything else that uh, you want us to hit on? Uh, you've got this airtime. Take it away, Josh. What, uh, what have we missed? Well, um, you know, again, JAPA is just an incredible organization that we're, we're working with here. And mm-hmm. everybody is kind of familiar with what food banks do, right. uh, especially in central Iowa. But they kind of take it a step further. Um, not only do they provide food and ample nutrition for this, this population, but they go out into the camps. They provide all the necessities we don't think about. The homeless uh, camps, you mean? Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, they provide toiletries, mm-hmm. tents propane, heaters, um, and then they've also got a program where they help trans- transition people back into traditional housing um, with job placement, training. Uh, they give them the skill sets to where they can kind of reintegrate into everyday life. And then uh, another thing that JAPA is working on is a, a tiny home village here in Des Moines or just outside of Des Moines to where um, people would kind of have their own home, uh, something That's they great. can be proud of, and help them help get them back on their feet. Take a slice out of hunger dot com one week from Monday, June the fourth, uh, at Waveland, the uh, shrimp oil the night before at the Rollins Mansion. Good stuff, Josh. Uh, best of luck with your event. Um, really, it's it's a wonderful cause. I had not heard of Joppa until now. Thank you for reaching out to us and uh, opening our eyes to this uh, very, very worthwhile cause. Thank you, Josh. Best of luck with it, okay? All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Uh, Joppa, take a slice out of hunger. And I've seen uh, before the, those tiny homes and what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. It's, Could it's... you live in one? No, my wife loves it. So does Lo- mine. Loves the idea. Getting off the grid and it's paid off I and you know. away you go. Not a chance. No chance in hell. I need my room. Right. I need a, I need a Where's barrier. Where's the beer fridge? 
Right. Is it you outside? Know, you can't have two TVs in one of these. No, and I'm, not I don't want to listen all. to Dancing with the Stars when the Jets are playing. Have to get some headphones. and it, it, I do not think it would end well in my relationship. <laughs> no, it might a, end your relationship. Yes, it certainly would mine. In a tidy home. But, but it's a great idea for the homeless population. Oh, wonderful. And, and getting them on their mm-hmm. feet and something that is cost effective. Yep. Trent, I think you and I are up to about, I think the number is 28 or 29 charities that um, we are gladly, mm-hmm. thanks to wonderful sponsorships, uh, playing their commercials. If you listen to our program, you'll hear a lot of PSAs. And that's made possible because we are fortunate that we have backers that don't need uh, radio commercials per se, right. but want us to give this back to the community in this way. We might have found number 30, Trent, I think is where we're going. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to Joppa when I get home. I'd never heard of it. Uh, and they're reaching out to Central Iowa, hopeless, uh, finding housing, rebuilding lives. That's gets my attention. And uh, good work out of Gusto to to put an event like this on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the golf portion is always fun and the shrimp boil, you know, things like that. But when you see the impact that it really makes and you have that connection, and, and that's something that we kind of strive for, too, mm-hmm. is the relationships that we're building with the local, you know, nonprofits across. We great relationship with Special Olympics. I was up there what a week ago and a week ago last a week ago tonight. Yeah, yeah. And you last see, night. Yeah. Last night. And you see the impact that that it makes. It it really it goes a long way. And we've heard from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're out there and you want to put your money somewhere, help out the people we're working to help with too. And want to go play some golf next Monday? I love playing Waveland. Waveland, what? You? It, it kicks the you-know-what out of it. It does. It's difficult. It's really the, difficult. The most, the most difficult thing about it is to try and walk Waveland. <laughs> no Good ch- luck. No chance anymore no on doing that. What's the long par five? Is it 13, 12 or 13 That's or 11? I think it's 12. It's, yeah, it's right in there, though, when you make the turn. Tough, tough, it tough. It is hole. long. The big trees, though. I yeah, mean, it's a nice course. That, that feels like a real golf course. Uphill, down dale. TCI. Difficult as well, but uh-huh. a different kind of difficult. It is. A little tricked up. And we got some nice courses in the community, do we not? Real, Very fortunate. People that come from outside of the area, that's one thing that I've heard from a lot of people. We're lucky the number of munis that we have here, you know, public courses mm-hmm. that you can go out and you can play. You can play as difficult a track as you want. And then there's, you know, for hackers like me, go pl- find somewhere wide open and let me just uh, bully the ball around a little bit. I got to get out. I haven't been out this summer. You're, I, I'm with you. You haven't been in a while, right? I haven't been out in years. Trent, I live on a golf course. Right. <laughs> Never played Otter Creek once. Not once. Not once. Do you, when you're sitting around and you don't have anything to do in an afternoon, do you ever just, no. I'm just going to go slap one over at, at this green over here. I, I'm going to. Um, you know what I do on, on my walk in the park that I walk on? Some of the, uh, the long hitters hit their range balls. Mm-hmm. Right through the range and into the the playground, so I put them in my pocket. Yeah, and I go home and in my front yard just at dusk when you know the traffic's down when there's no traffic coming. I put a tee in the ground and I hit them back onto the driving range. Nice. So that's the extent of my. Look at you! Uh, You're helping them out. Exp- I am helping them out. Those balls are expensive. It must be right. Yeah, they're nice too for range balls. I don't remember range balls being like this. I, I can play with range balls the way that I play. A lot I, of people do, Trent. I don't need to be very fancy. Well, I can help you out. I got bags full of them. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> All right, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to lead things off with John Walters. We will uh, recap the uh, Cyclone Tailgate Tour that has come and gone for another year. Tom Cakert is going to be here. Uh, Tom's uh, got a piece up at HawkeyeReport.com. He noticed the point spreads. Does that surprise you? Not at all. Not when it comes to Tom Cakert. And then speaking of point spreads, Jason Symbol going to slide in. CG Technology out in Vegas, where I will spend the next week in the CG Technology offices. Trent and I are back 
Well, with the 1 o'clock hour, Jimmy B and TC get you home. We appreciate you listening. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real.